Well, hey there, friend. So glad you could join us. Here we like to highlight the best of humanity while offering a dose of positivity to hopefully brighten your day. But more importantly, we want you to know whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling, you're not alone. We're here to stand with you. I'm Chuck Rindon. And I am Amy Nawalai. And this is A World of Hopes. Well, Amy, it feels good to be back in the saddle again. I'm definitely ready for some hope. But, you know, I was glancing at the calendar earlier today, and we are just over two months away from Halloween. And I, I'm, I'm having trouble processing that. <laughs> it's creeping <laughs> up on me. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. definitely ready, too. It has been a hot summer, in a word, yeah. so I'm ready for fall weather, and I am all about Halloween season, so yeah, bring all the pumpkins, all the ghosts, all that good stuff. I'm ready for it. Yes. No, seriously. I'm I'm very much ready. Gosh, I, I actually have to confess, I, I did peruse a Halloween costume website the other day, <laughs> you know, for all those yeah. hot Halloween plans that I'm not going to have. <laughs> yeah, right. It's never too early to shop for Halloween costumes, though, especially if you're playing a popular character, because, uh, yeah, they go fast sometimes. I'm just the nerd who is sort of obsessed with costumes in general. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't need to be Halloween. You never know when you're going to need to dress up as, I don't know, fill in the blank. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's that's me. That's how I am. <laughs> I feel you. I, I remember one year I, I got this uh, particularly cool Batman Halloween costume. You know, it had like the built-in like muscles and six pack and all that good stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't want to take it off. <laughs> That is too funny. I wonder if people at work would notice if I just put on my work uniform over the Batman muscle chest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I probably would have got some strange looks, but, eh, you know. Just from the people who don't understand how fun it is (laughs) to wear weird costumes, right? Well, that's part of it. It it is definitely fun. Uh, It's some fun escapism. You know, there's something cool about being somebody else for for a period of time. And sometimes uh, it's cool to walk in the steps of a character that you love or just, I don't know, be a pirate or or what have you. I'm sure there's some people who are pirates every day. So So I'm like, this is is just what I wear every day, people. Get over it. (laughs) It's not Halloween. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's fun. It's fun to, to dress up. And I think something I enjoy about Halloween, I don't know. It's the, I don't know if it's escapism more than it. Like, I just remember, like, even as a kid, I loved putting on weird things and pretending to be, you know, like creating these crazy characters. I don't know. It was, it was fun to do as a kid. And it's a creative outlet. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. And I, I feel like I've even, I don't know. I have a drawer. (laughs) I have a drawer full of like vampire teeth and stuff. Vampire teeth. No, like weird hats and weird, (laughs) like, costume jewelry and 
funky accessories and things and weird sunglasses and like all of the more playful things, you know? I like that. That's fun. That's cool. I mean, yeah. Have a little fun. Have a little fun. I don't know if I can justify buying a whole new costume for Halloween this year. Like, it's not a necessary expenditure at this point in time. But uh, (laughs) especially when I have enough things that I could probably create my own. (laughs) Create my own something, you know. Well, by the sounds of it, yeah, you have quite the collection there. So I'm sure you could cobble some together. Yeah, I have um, a Loki hat. That I was thinking about potentially like trying to throw together. I know, right? (laughs) Trying to pull together some sort of uh, funky, like, I don't know. Variant Loki. I could do, but like, I could like make it silly and do like a hipster variant Loki or something. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) play it, play up with a little bit there and get creative or like skater variant Loki. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) who knows like i said you know for my hot halloween plans this year that aren't going to happen maybe i'll be like farmer loki or something farmer loki yeah well you know costume shouldn't be too hard potato growing loki (laughs) potato growing loki (laughs) (laughs) the scariest variant of them all oh my goodness talk about glorious purpose yep wow Tremble before (laughs) my spuds. There you go. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely excited for that. I'm excited for cooler weather. Can happen anytime now. I'm ready to wear hoodies and oh man, yes, give me jacket weather for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm ready. So hopefully soon. All right. Well, let's say we transition and bring in a little hope. Why don't we? Uh, I know you have a, a fun story for us this week, and uh, I can't wait to hear it. It is a fun story. Um, at least I thought it was. <laughs> but uh, it comes from the Good News Network this week. It's all about a very friendly humpback whale uh, providing truly a once in a lifetime experience for a woman uh down near uh Tonga in the the South Pacific it's not a a common occurrence for most people to have such an up close and personal yeah, interaction I was say that, that <laughs> seems to be a pretty rare thing to have happen being able to swim like right next to a humpback whale like that yeah and so um we'll definitely include the link to the article you want to check out this video because it's pretty incredible to watch. Most uh, marine mammals and you know, turtles are protected, but like a lot of the animals, there's some pretty strict rules about, you know, approaching them. Yeah, sure. There's areas where, you know, they're, they're protected and whatnot, but um, out of curiosity and, and it's, it's really beautiful to watch, but they will often, you know, be curious and approach humans that they see. And this woman was, uh, looks like she was with a group of divers and, um, they definitely got quite a show. It was almost, I think she yelled out, it was like 18 minutes, 18 minutes, because <laughs> like the whale literally kept following them and didn't leave. It almost looked as though the whale was like, 
rolling over like hey give me a belly rub yeah that, that exactly it's like he was waiting you know he yes. kept, he rolled over a few times and he's like uh, are you gonna scratch my belly or what, exactly are we gonna do this What's going exactly on? yeah it, it was pretty incredible um just to see the difference in size between this gigantic humpback whale and yes. it, w- it was pretty spectacular. The tiny to see. human, you know, like right, right. holy cow! But just to see uh, the whale and how graceful it moved through the water, um, and just truly, it it seems like it was so curious about what this person was doing. What what are you doing? What are you all about? You know, you just wonder. You have to wonder. What I, I love too is that it it seemed to me at least that the, the whale was very aware of the size difference and mm-hmm. he, he was definitely very cautious and and just uh, careful about how he approached and you know just to to make sure that everybody kind of stayed safe it was just very interesting to watch you know how it was just a very slow like methodical like hey nah, you know i'm not going to scare you you're not going to scare me <laughs> like let's just have a good time together it's pretty much <laughs> what it looked like to me Right. Well, you know, and humpback whales, uh, you know, their meal of choice tends to be uh, krill, you know, these teeny tiny little shrimp-like fishy things because uh, humpback whales have baleen. It kind of looks like bristles, but it's made of the same um, material as our fingernails. And they kind of use it as like a a sieve to swallow up all the water and then you know, funnel out everything else that they don't want and keep the krill. Unless you're Geppetto, then you get stuck in there. <laughs> exactly. But and then that, that's like my, my point is, you know, uh, it's not like a, a human is the uh, item of choice on the dinner menu right, for right. a humpback whale. However, taking into consideration their sheer size, like there could be some collateral damage. There could definitely be some damage done. Um, But just the, the sort of delicate dance that was happening in the water. It it was very cool to watch. Oh gosh, it was beautiful to watch. And um, you know, you, there were even moments where uh, underwater you could hear both the humans and the whale you know, kind of talking under the water and, and just the little curious sounds that it was making. Um, what an amazing, amazing experience for those divers, especially the woman who got to have the the up close and personal interaction. I couldn't imagine like being placed in, I mean, just, yeah, you talk about once in a lifetime type thing. That would be completely amazing. I mean, it was amazing just to watch, you know, just to mm-hmm. be a viewer. Uh, I'm so glad they recorded that. But to be that lady in that moment, that's got to be something special, man. I mean, that, that's one of those things that you'll just tell your grandkids about. And it, it's just great. Yeah, I, I was definitely um, envious. I mean, I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a strong swimmer. And frankly, I think I'm too big of a chicken to ever even attempt to get certified to go diving. My ears are very sensitive to pressure change. So the idea of going diving just sort of yeah, that'd be, that'd be makes tough. me yeah. wince with pain just thinking about it. Right. Um, and then the fact that I'm not a strong swimmer, I don't know. I think it would just be a source of anxiety. Like the one time I've gone snorkeling, I was too freaked out and got too claustrophobic feeling to even keep the mask on. So I don't know <laughs> that I can handle diving. 
But uh, thank goodness for all of the people who are not afraid of diving and get incredible footage like that. Yeah. Um, So that I can at least live vicariously through them and their experience. But talk about just a, a cool moment to escape reality and imagine swimming on beautiful crystal blue water with a a humpback whale and getting to experience that. Um, So yeah, this article just, uh, just made me smile and brought me a moment of joy. And so just wanted to share it and pass it on. It's a reminder of just how amazing, you know, this planet is and the creatures that inhabit it. And that if we just take the time, you know, there's, there's a way for us all to live together and just experience like all these great things, you know? I see something like that and I've always done weird little things to try and, you know, do my part to help. Sure. You know, whether it's, you know, not taking a a plastic straw when I get my, you know, drinks when I go out, I bring my reusable final straw and use that instead or, um, you know, trying to minimize the one-use plastics that often end up in the ocean or, you know, whatever it is. It may not seem like a lot in the big picture, but I'm doing what I can, you know, to make a difference. Well, and if enough people do the little things and they become the big things, you know, and it makes a difference. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. And that's what I hope. That's what I hope people will wake up and realize that the clock is ticking. <laughs> we, we need to, you know, we need to do what we can. If we all exactly just did something collectively that would add up and make a difference. It's a beautiful planet and yeah, it deserves our attention and care. You know, I I mean, let's keep it, let's keep it that way. Why wouldn't we? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So yeah, I, I love that story, man. That, that definitely brought a smile to my face. And yeah, I encourage you to watch the video. Uh, We'll definitely have a link in the show notes because it's, it's breathtaking. It's just something that uh, you just don't see very often. And yeah, it was pretty special. All right. Well, before we get out of here, as we like to do, Amy and I are going to offer up a recommendation, something that we've been enjoying that we think you'll enjoy as well. So, Amy, what do you have for us this week? Well, you know, not to stick with the theme or anything, but uh, I'm going to (laughs) (laughs) recommend. No, I'm going to make a Netflix recommendation uh, to watch. The documentary series, uh, at least it's season one. I'm hoping that there will be a season two. But uh, Down to Earth with Zac Efron on Netflix. Okay, okay. It came out uh, last summer. And I've watched it, I think I've watched it three times since since the initial release. All right. So I'm going to guess you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I mean, in a season where uh, international travel is not an option, you know, this has been a, a fun, a fun way to kind of escape and see other parts of the world that I haven't seen. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a, a unique travel show hosted by uh, Zach Efron and he journeys around the world with wellness expert Darren Oline and they uh, just sort of seek out and experience different things that are all connected and related to uh, good health, sustainable ways to live, 
taking care of ourselves, our bodies, our environment. It's just, uh, it's just, a, I don't know, it's a unique show and it's got funny moments. We'll admit that Zac Efron is easy on the eyes. So it makes it, you know, pretty easy to watch. But like the first episode just captivated me. They go to Iceland and um, some of the footage and places that they visit are just so beautiful. I've heard that Iceland's a really beautiful place. Gosh, it was gorgeous. Uh, But then the topics that they cover um, throughout the episode, it's all about renewable energy in ways that Iceland is um, using renewable energy. And it was just, it was really exciting to watch. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Each episode is a different uh, location that they visit around the world, um, everywhere from Iceland to France to Costa Rica to this little uh, city in Italy that uh, boasts of having uh, the most people who are a hundred years plus. So they, you know, oh, kind of kind of take cool. a unique look at this specific city and what it is that creates this environment where people can thrive and live such long, healthy lives. It's like a cocoon situation. Check the swimming pools. (laughs) Exactly. It all boils down to, you know, their nutrition and what they eat and how they live. I probably dated myself with that reference, by the way. Yeah, yeah, you totally did, actually. Um, (laughs) um, You're like, what? What, what? If you got it, you're our people. Um, There you go. But, um, yeah, even uh, Peru, they go to Lima, Peru, they go uh, down to Puerto Rico, and this was right after one of the the big hurricanes hit down there. Um, They visit London, they visit the Amazon rainforest, just this great mix of of different places around the world. A lot of cool locales, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I had seen some buzz about season two, but with you know, the world situation, the way it's been, I'm, I don't know that when that's happening, but you know, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. But in the meantime, if you have not watched it yet, it's definitely, um, worth checking out. Uh, season one, as I said, has eight episodes. They're all around, um, you know, the 40 minute mark in length. So they're not too long each episode. Um, but it's just, a a really fun, feel good inspiring captivating documentary on on all of these great places and and different um, aspects that make them unique in regards to health and well-being and ecology and um, sustainability and all these things that are kind of important right now so anyways check it out down to earth with zach efron i like that that's a good one that's a good pick so how about you? What's your pick for this week? All right. Well, I'm going to uh, take us back to Disney+. Plus. This is like, for me, it's a, it's just a classic movie. It's one that I revisit almost every summer. I absolutely adore it. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh my gosh, yes. From the moment I watched this for the first time as a kid to today, it still brings a smile to my face, you know, and it holds up so well. Like, I, I love the story. The characters, the situation, the look and feel of the shrinking ray. It's just such an interesting contraption. <laughs> like, hmm. Just the way it, it was constructed and built. And 
uh, yeah, it's just a fun movie, you know, and I absolutely love Rick Moranis. Uh, and, and honestly, I, I have to ask the question, has Rick Moranis ever done a bad movie? Because I feel like every single <laughs> one is just tops. Like, right in my wheelhouse, love it. Like, that dude... You know, I, I'm I'm happy to see he's like slowly coming back into the fold, into the Hollywood uh, fold here. But uh, he had an amazing career, and honestly, I can't think of a bad film that he did. It was just a strong start to finish. Yeah, this is a film. You know, I have uh, just such it's so nostalgic for me. I have such fond memories of watching it as a kid. And then uh, going to uh, Walt Disney World as a kid and getting to play. And they had this like, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids playland. So there was like the giant ant you could climb oh. on. <laughs> Auntie. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. It was so fun. For those of you, you know, were at the old DCA Bugs Land, a kind of similar feeling. You know, you, you really felt like you were the size of a bug. So uh, it's just a, it was a fun movie. And like I said, uh, for me, it just holds up. It's one of those things that uh, I, yeah, I just escape to. You know, if I just want some pure entertainment for uh, you know an hour and a half or whatever, uh, it, it always fits the bill. And it's just so much fun. And I love that it's on Disney Plus now, so I can just return to it whenever I want. So. <laughs> So that that's my recommendation. If you haven't seen it, or if it's been a while since you've seen it, uh, do yourself a favor and uh, take it in again because it's worth your time. And uh, I think you'll agree with me. Rick Moranis might just be uh, the most amazing man in Hollywood. <laughs> At least he picks some great projects because, uh, yeah, good stuff. So, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids on Disney+. Plus. That's my recommendation. Nice. All right. Well, I guess that about does it for this episode. If you enjoyed your time with us, the best way to ensure you never miss a conversation is to subscribe and follow the podcast. You can find out how to do that at worldofhopes.com. And if you want just a little extra dose of hope to carry you through until the next episode, well, make sure you head on over to Instagram and look us up there. We are at Hopes. Uh, and we would love to connect with you there, hear your stories of hope, and uh, yeah, just uh, spend some time sharing and spreading hope and joy and smiles throughout the week. All right. Until next time, take care. We'll see you soon. Bye. All right, Amy. Well, it feels good to be back in the saddle again, ready for some hope. But, uh, you know, I just can't. I just danced. I just danced at the calendar. <laughs> you danced at the calendar? I glanced and danced at the same time, apparently. I danced. Oh, that's, yeah. that sounds was dangerous. That, it was that excited. Yeah. <laughs> Especially at my advanced age. Yeah, it's pretty. You <laughs> danced with caution. Break, break my dancing bone if I'm not careful. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs>